Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Woo's going to be good. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated but hardly duplicated, 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. And when I say modest, think caps. I'm a four-time Golden Glove champion, and I won some awards for my journalism writing. So straight up, I know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? The average fan has a different insight, a different look, a different perspective. So I open up the toll-freeze to the top of each hour just for you fans. 1-800-878-7529. You got a boxing question? 1-800-878-7529. Of course, you can also text us here in the studio. The text number, studio text line, 415 415- 275-1613. Once again, the studio text line, 415-275-1613. It looks like the George Cambosis-Devin Haney negotiations for the World Lightweight Championship supposedly take place in the middle part of this year down in Australia. Looks like that's gone up in smoke. Looks like Devin Haney is out. Ryan Garcia might be in. Speaking of Ryan Garcia, a guy I don't want to talk about too much because he hasn't done too much, but straight up, He's got a good look, and now he's got Joe Goosen in his corner. Of course, Joe Goosen, one of the famed Goosen brothers. Uh, great guy. He's got a good story about him. No doubt about that. He will be an addition to the corner. No doubt about that. But leaving Tim Reno- Team Reynoso, why did he leave? That's the question. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated but never duplicated. 27 make that 38 years now of knocking out all bums. Find out after news. We continue with Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
Water stains on the shower glass. Try rubbing some shaving cream on. Tyler's cleaning crew knows every housekeeping trick in the book. Handling timesheets now. But they need a proper bookkeeper to keep finances tidy. New equipment is a business expense, right? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Now more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. This is Ring Talk for Sunday. Wow, what can I say? March 13th. 2022 has been 11 months since Marvin Hagler passed away. Of course, he former undisputed world middleweight champion. Got to watch him train a few times. Actually, three times before the Ray Leonard fight, before the Roberto Duran fight, and before the Tommy Hearns fight. Well, of course, I got to see all three of those fights. Plus, Johnny Taco, who ran the ringside gym in Las Vegas, he was my connection. So, I mean, I went to see the Taco Man. That's how I sort of started, started Taco Man Radio. But out of mind is Johnny Taco would allow me to come in and see Marvin Hagler work out. He was a brute. Um, he battered sparring partners when he sparred. He was the real deal, no doubt about that. May he rest in peace 11 months ago today. Marvin Hagler passed away unexpectedly from a heart attack. Now, Danny Jacobs lost last night. Of course, John Ryder uh, fought him 
Uh, basically, it was John Ryder's fight because John Ryder was fighting at home, right? You've always got the hometown edge, the hometown edge. It's always in boxing. That's the little Larry Merchant say, without the hometown edge, there would be no boxing. Anyway, last night, John Ryder pulled out a decision across the pond, 115, 113, twice. And then Gary Jacobs had a, uh, Danny Jacobs had a score of 115, 113, went 7 to 5 in rounds. So it could have went 6-6. Six, six. One round either way would have been a draw. So I'm telling you, the fight was close. It wasn't a bit of a ripoff. But Danny Jacobs fought well the first half of the fight and then just shut down. Sort of reminded me of, um, I don't say Oscar De La Hoya and Felix Trinidad, but, you know, De La Hoya won the early rounds, and then Gil Clancy told him, keep doing what you're doing. He was running. What was Gil doing? And Gil was senile. Anyway, bottom line is, Danny Jacobs was a loser last night. The John Ryder, John Ryder, an upset winner in a WBA, I believe, uh, title eliminator, 168 pounds. He will fight the WBA champion, David Morrell out of Cuba, something like 6-0 and with like five knockouts. Guy's an outstanding fighter. I just haven't seen too much of him. Of course, at 168, we've got... Canelo Alvarez, and we'll get to that in just a bit. Um, <clears throat> front page, Devin Haney not going to Australia. Looks like that fight is off. Talk about the Cambosis fight, of course, for the World Lightweight Championship. Cambosis coming in, what, now 21 in zip? You know, after blitzing, I mean, he just he just took apart Teofimo Lopez in a big upset, of course, the biggest upset of 2021, without a doubt, losing the lightweight championship, the, the phenom from Brooklyn by way of... Um, of Honduras, of course, he went back to Honduras in the past couple of weeks, did some time down there with his countrymen, this and that, which I think is cool. But the bottom line is, you know, you lost, and you just got to fess up to losing. Of course, he's still saying he won the fight. Can you believe that? What delusional world is Teofimo Lopez and his father living in? Are they smoking Are they smoking wet or what? I mean, come on, man. That's pretty ridiculous. Anyway, Teofimo Lopez now going to move to 140 pounds. And at 140 pounds, I think he'll be outsized. I don't think he's that big of a guy at 135. People say to me, oh, he's big at 135. No, no. He wasn't that big at 135. Let's be honest. He wasn't. 140, I think he'll get his comeuppance. Uh, back to uh, today's boxing news. Hmm, what did I tell you? Nobody can touch this guy, Ryan Garcia, for news. I mean, he's always, like, in Ryan's social media here, social media there. I mean, even when he's not fighting, he hasn't fought in a couple of years. Now he's inactive, right? Um, you know, had a hand injury, had some anxiety issues, some psychological issues, and this way. But he's going to come back and fight some guy that we don't want to talk about too much, a guy from Ghana. The guy can hasn't fought like three or four years. Uh, bottom line is, you know, supposedly an easing step, easy stepping stone for Ryan Garcia. Or will Ryan Garcia instead fight George Cambosos? Or will Ryan Garcia fight this guy from Ghana down in Australia and set up the fight with Cambosis with Cambosis fighting in the main event against somebody else. I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios going on here. And, of course, there's uh, lots of stories going around. Pitbull, uh, Isaac Cruz said that, you know, Ryan Garcia never offered him a fight. And, of course, the truth in boxing, the truth in boxing is uh, there's three sides to every boxing story. There's your side, there's their side, and then there's the truth. And, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle. But bottom line is we'll see what happens there. But it looks like Cambosis is basically priced himself out. Because, you know, if they can't put 50,000 people in a stadium down there, what the hell good is he? Sorry, pal, but you're only as good as what you can generate, what you can draw. If he can't generate the 50,000 people down there, you know, let him come to the States and let some casino bid on the fight and, and they'll do well that way. Of course, Jerry Jones wants big on boxing, no doubt about that. And speaking of Jerry Jones, will he end up with the Canelo Alvarez fight? Of course, Canelo wanted to fight 
in May, May the 7th, I believe. He wanted to fight in Mexico against the Cruiserweight champion who won a couple of weeks ago who looked pathetic in win, winning Magubu. Um, but I will tell you this. It looks like now he's going to fight Arthur Bidabev, the undefeated 175-pound champion. Of course, he comes to us <clears throat> from the former Soviet Union. He's undefeated. He's big. He's crude, but he's 37 years old. And therein lies the, uh, the asterisk, 37 years old. I think he's strong enough and big enough to maybe possibly overpower uh, Canelo Alvarez, but my friends don't think so. Anyway, I think there's all kinds of guys that Canelo should fight. I think Canelo should go with Jamel Charlo, of course. Jamel Charlo, speaking of Jamel Charlo, he was arrested uh, this week, of course, for regarding some assault that he had a couple months ago back in uh, Houston, I believe, in the Houston area. But it looks like he'll pay a fine and get off on that. No, nothing serious. But let's be honest. He's been a pro since 2008. He's 32-0. He's beaten 32 guys like my producer, Anthony. I mean, he just has. I mean, in me. I mean, that's what he said. It's been Anthony or me. Every other fight, you know who's going to win when this Charlo guy fights. Why should it be that way? Boxing is not a, um, uh, there should be some suspense to it. There's never any suspense when the 160-pound WBC champion Jamal Charlo fights. It's just Jamal Charlo fights. There's Jamal at 160 and Jamel at 154. Jamel is thought to be the lesser of the two when it comes to boxing. Of course, he lost that one fight, I believe, to Tony Harris, and he came back and beat him. But the bottom line is, <clears throat> at 160 pounds, this guy's like 32 years old, uh, and he's been fighting a long time. He just has been two, since 2008. That's like 14 years. That's 12 years. Come on, Holmes. I mean, when are you going to step up and fight somebody outside of me and Anthony? I mean, that's what he, he wants to talk about fighting Canelo. He only talks about fighting Canelo. Listen, if I could fight Canelo and make $30 million, and I'm only making $1 million fighting Anthony and Pedro, don't you think I would fight Canelo? Anybody in their right mind would fight Canelo, except this dude. I can't figure it out. And speaking of Canelo, you know, he's got unfin unfinished business. Who with? Triple G. Triple G's 41-1-1 with like 32 knockouts. Yeah, he's like 45 years old. But the bottom line is the only marks on his record were the loss against Canelo. That was close. And the draw with Canelo. That was close. Bottom line is Triple G deserves another shot. But they don't even mention him. He's like on milk cartons. Of course, he was supposed to go over to Japan at the earlier part, earlier part of this year and fight the Japanese champion of the WBA. Mm. But that fight got rained out because of COVID. So Triple G's only fought like once or twice, once a year uh, in the past couple of years. A lot of fighters have been sidelined by, by, um, by COVID. But if you look at the 168-pound division, the king, he hasn't been. He's been fighting. And there's lots of people for, for Canelo to fight besides the Charlo brothers. Of course, the one Charlo brothers I want him to see is one, the 160-pound champion. The guy at 154 will let him go and do his thing at junior middleweight. But the 160-pound champion should step up to 168, fight Canelo, either get beat, or if you put up a good effort, <clears throat> I mean, you're going to do well for your legacy. But the bottom line is, this is professional boxing. Professional boxing means getting paid. Getting paid, you know, money, not belts. Belts are great. Belts look good on your wall, okay? But they don't pay the rent. They don't pay for your car. They won't pay for your house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Professional. Remember Alex Stewart, that heavyweight out of New York City by way of Jamaica? Jerry, Coon, Jerry Cooney's people had him, Mike Jones and Dennis Rappaport, the Wacko Twins, okay? He couldn't fight much, but he could punch. He could punch pretty good, and you knew he wasn't going to be heavyweight champion, but they put him on a path where he made like three or four million bucks, three or four million dollars. He made money. He was a professional fighter. You've got to make money. I know guys like, you know, Eddie Machen, 
who, of course, brought me into boxing. He was ranked number one in the world at one point in time. He died penniless, broken penniless. In fact, we're going to get the story of Eddie Machen a little bit later in today's show. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. The text line is hot. It's happening. I've got a few texts. I'll get to them after the break. The number, once again, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. That's the studio text line. Don't forget, the WBC, the World Boxing Council, has their interactive website. Interactive website. Check it out. WBCboxing.com. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing coming to you from the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 that's 800-215-6812 Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. 
Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. And you know who never gets a death penalty? Are crazy people and mentally ill people. Anybody who's got a problem, like a Jeffrey Dahmer, remember that guy? Was it four or five years ago? Dahmer was eating a lot of people. And they never gave him the death penalty because he was ruled insane. What what a surprise. (laughs) But if a guy's crazy, that's the defense in America. He doesn't know what he did. He cannot be held responsible for his actions. Well, if he doesn't know what he did, then he doesn't know we're going to kill him. (laughs) The guy's that crazy. You put the guy in the electric chair, we'll tell him it's a ride. of Motown, Mary Wells. I was in the room, the studio in which that song was recorded. It's on West Grand Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan, the headquarters, the founding. Of course, upstairs, it was the headquarters of Motown Records downstairs, but upstairs, Barry Gordy lived there. It was his house. I mean, he had the bathroom, the kitchen, the whole nine yards. It's a museum now. Check it out if you're ever in Detroit, the Motown Museum. Speaking of history, Evander Holyfield got married again for the third time this week. Of course, congratulations to V, of course, the former cruiserweight and former heavyweight champion of the world, the 1984 Olympic bronze medalist, a man that I met in the Olympic trials course, the Olympic training camp in May of 1984. I was bitching about the pancakes, so they were they were hard as a rock. The pancakes, Anthony, were like hockey pucks. You can fly them across like a Frisbee, I kid you not. So I'm bitching about this, all right? And Evander Holyfield said something like, be glad you're eating. Oh, God, be glad God gave you some food to eat or something like that. And he's coming off really religious. And I say, oh, who is this guy anyway? Turns out to be Evander Holyfield. Of course, last time we saw him in a boxing ring, he got destroyed by MMA uh, veteran Vitor Belfort. Of course, Belfort never had a boxing match before, but he, he knocked out he knocked out Evander Holyfield in the blink of eye. But he's had three wives and 11 children <clears throat> by six different women. And according to the Guinness Book of World Records, that's some kind of a record for celebrities. I'm not, I don't think it's a record in different parts of the world, but it's a record for some celebrities. So for Evander Holyfield, he does have that record. We want to give him some props. And speaking of guys having... Um, not great weeks. Fernando Vargas Jr., I don't think much of this kid at all. Of course, you know, then somebody said to me the other day, well, watch some of his fights. And I watched some of his fights, and then I was looking at his fights, and his fights sort of reminded me of some of my fights. And why do I say that in that, um, you know, if I were to show my mother or my stepfather some of these Fernando Vargas Jr. fights, the guys that he was fighting, they'd say, Pete, you were fighting guys like that. And I, yeah, yeah, but I was an amateur. Big difference between amateurs and pros. The bottom line is some of these guys that Vargas Jr. is fighting should be arrested for impersonating fighters. I kid you not. I mean, they really, really look bad. Now, Rich the Fight Historian. This guy's a star on YouTube. Check him out, Rich the Fight Historian. I mean, he's done all these different uh, bios on different fighters, and he does it pretty smooth. He's got a nice little calm voice. You know, he goes through it. doesn't get emotional, get excited, and, and things like that. But he's, the latest fighter he's done, was Eddie Machen. Eddie Machen pulled me off of Guy Lambert. Guy Lambert was his neighborhood tough guy that I beat the snot out of. I think it was about 1969 um, on Mission Street, 29th of Mission. Of course, the 3300 Club was the bar in the corner there. That's where Eddie Machen bounced. He sort of bounced, and he like collected debts for the, the bookies and that kind of good stuff around there because he was retired as a boxer. At one point in time, he was ranked number one in the world. He fought Ernie Terrell, lost to Ernie Terrell, went 12 rounds with Sonny Liston. So Eddie could fight a little bit, but Eddie had some 
really bad psychological issues. Anyway, Eddie Machen, um, they called him Crazy Eddie. The police called him Crazy Eddie. Was put in like Napa State Hospital for a year and a half due to schizophrenia and this and that. And this is none of the stuff I knew. I mean, when he pulled me off the sidewalk, when he pulled me off Guy Lambert, I was still punching. Okay, and he pulled me up. Hey, you got it. Anyway, so I realized who it was it was Eddie Machen. So I, I had to show him some respect. If it hadn't been anybody else, I told him, man, my mother's gonna come down here and beat you up, putting your hands on me or something like that. My mother would. Okay. So anyway, um, Eddie Machen's. Pulls me off, Guy Lambert, Guy's all busted up, and Guy's like much bigger than me, much, much bigger than me, but Guy had slippery shoes on. Nobody realized that. Guy had, guy had slippery shoes on, and I didn't, and I beat him up because he had slippery shoes on. He was ice skating around the sidewalk. Anyway, so Eddie says to me, I want you to learn how to box a little bit, or at least, you know, turn your aggressions towards boxing this and that. So he sent me down to the boys' club, the Mission Boys' Club in, in San Francisco, and I guess I was down there for about about six or seven months, and we used to have these smokers. Like once every once a month, we'd have these smokers, and there were one-minute rounds. And in one minute, I never lost a fight at one minute. Good Lord, I wish all rounds could be one-minute rounds for the rest of my life. I mean, that would, I'd still be fighting. I mean, there was, there were that good. That, anyway, uh, one-minute rounds wasn't a problem. Then I remember going to two-minute rounds, and that was a problem. Anyway, I lost my first fight. The first two-minute round I uh, fought, I lost that fight. But the bottom line is uh, Eddie Mason sort of, pushed me in the direction of boxing. Of course, then I went to South San Francisco and fell in with this guy named Hector Martinez. Before you knew it, of course, I ended up winning four Golden Glove Championships. Was quite fortunate to win four Golden Glove Championships and be ranked number 13 in an Olympic year. Um, bottom line is, but Eddie Machen, hmm, was he killed? Did he commit suicide? Let me tell you what's happening. He lived across the street from that 3300 club that I mentioned. And Mission Street is one of the busiest streets in San Francisco. Okay, So anyway, he collected for the bars around there. <clears throat> The bouncer, the collector, the debt collector, that kind of good stuff. I mean, he collected for the bandbox, he collected for the townsman, and he collected for Jack Keane, who owned the 3300 Club. In other words, if you owed these guys a lot of money, you know, they would send Eddie to look for you, and Eddie would just sort of, like, knock on your door, and Eddie, you, you pay, because you don't want to get punched up by Eddie. Anyway, so Eddie is um, suffering from all kinds of emotional issues, psychiatric issues. One point in time, he was, as I said, he was ruled as schizophrenic and locked up in Napa Hospital for a year, the state hospital here in California. So... He falls off his balcony across the street from the 3300 Club. He falls off his balcony into an alley. It's like a driveway that goes between Mission Street and Coleridge Street. There's a driveway that goes up, and his balcony is above the driveway. Now, he either fell off that balcony or somebody pushed him off that balcony. I remember seeing him on that balcony one time um, when I was running up, his little, running up and down the hills there. We'd run up sprints up and down his little hill in the driveway. So I remember seeing him on his driveway and then for, on his balcony. And then for him to fall from, to his death from that balcony was a little eerie. So we went back, like the day he died, went back, we looked at the blood stains and this and that and you know it was pretty nasty it looked like he had crawled a little bit before um after hitting the ground before dying but the bottom line is nobody knows whether eddie was killed or whether eddie committed suicide or whether eddie fell accidentally because they said eddie suffered from sleepwalking i never saw him sleepwalking but i saw him a really he was a bizarre to say he was bizarre would be um a great understatement it just was i mean i don't talk to him i don't talk about him being such a a, a uh, formidable force or an influence on my life as far as boxing was concerned. Yeah, he pointed me at the boys' club for those smokers and things like that. But, you know, he was one of those guys where you look at him and you say to yourself, I shouldn't box. I mean, if you end up like that, you shouldn't be boxing. You should I mean, like Wilfred Benitez, Ernie Brown, my buddy Ernie Brown, he took some kids to go see the former uh, three-time world champion, three-division world champion, Wilfred Benitez, okay? Well, Wilfred is like... Uh, in a vegetative state at this point in time. No, I'm not talking like broccoli. I'm talking like 
String beans. I mean, he can't do anything. He couldn't answer you. He can't even acknowledge you're in the room. Okay? He's a vegetable. All right? And yet, I wouldn't bring kids to see him. Because if I brought, if you listen, if you brought me to see Wolfram Minius nowadays, I would never box. That would convince me. Because they will tell you he was the greatest defensive boxer of all time. Well, if he was the greatest defensive boxer of all time, how come he's laying there like a, you know, like he's, like he's retarded. I mean, a vegetable. Well, why? Why? If he was the greatest defensive defensive fighter of all time. Well, the bottom line is his father, of course, Gregorio Benitez, the piece of spit that he was. When I say spit on the show, I usually mean spit with an H. And he was spit with an H. And I'll tell you why. He had his kid at the age of 13 sparring with guys like Edwin Virouette. Of course, who went the distance with Roberto Duran. Okay, he had Estimate de Jesus, who beat Roberto Duran. I mean, this kid's sparring at the age of 13 and holding his own with these world-ranked fighters. You don't think that's going to have an effect on him later in life as far as residual effects are concerned? You don't think the head's like a, like a drum? The head is a drum. You keep beating on a drum until the skin's gone. Once the skin's gone... Basically, that's which fighter can't take a punch anymore, or he's busted up, or he's damaged. I mean, look at the damage that Benitez took. People say to me, oh, again, he was the greatest. No, he wasn't the greatest defensive fighter of all time. He just wasn't. I mean, he got lucky a few times. He would come into fights and had incredible, incredible talent. I mean, incredible ability, natural abilities, but he didn't train. Of course, you know, I think he... For the Ray Leonard fight, I think he was trying to see he was dating Ray Leonard's sister at that point in time. In fact, any time that I got around Benitez, I think I told this story about a thousand times, but any time I got around Benitez, all he wanted to talk about was sex. That was it. I mean, sex, 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 sex. I couldn't get him to talk about anything else. It was like, you didn't even want to be around the guy. I mean, you want to talk boxing? No, no, no. Hey, man, what about Carlos Palomino? Oh, Carlos Palomino. What about the sex and the girls? You like girls? Come on, man. Let's talk about boxing. No, no. You, he would say, okay, let's switch the gears back to boxing. And then we talk boxing for just for a second. And he would automatically switch over to talking about sex again. So he had some sexual issues, no doubt about that. I'm talking about Wilfred Benitez. Speaking of Wilfred, um, one more time. Ernie Brown, I think it's a good idea that you want to take fire. Uh, Take uh, your guys to go see these these fighters, but not him. Okay, there's a lot of other fighters out there that would love to be uh, love to be in reception of, of your visits with the kids. There's no doubt about it. But but Wolf Minnie can't even acknowledge the fact you're there. So don't don't bring the kids there anymore. Please just don't ever bring the kids there anymore. Anyway, bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, Ryan Garcia going with Joe Goosen. Joe Goosen is one of the uh, famed Goosen brothers. Of course, they called it Ten Goose Boxing because there were ten Goosens, uh, ten Goosen children. Of course, the eldest, Dan Goosen, passed away a few years ago from cancer. But Dan and then Joe, and there's a whole bunch of other brothers. But the bottom line is Joe was a trainer, and Joe wanted to get into boxing. <clears throat> so Joe went down to Sonny Shields' gym, and Sonny Shields was this rough dude. Of course, he ended up having Randy Shields. That was his son. Randy Shields was a uh, world-ranked welterweight. In fact, get this. Randy Shields, in his time... He had Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Wilfred Benitez, and who was the other guy? There was like four, four welterweights ranked above him at that point in time, and, and Pepino Cuevas, and that was it. I mean, outside of that, Randy Shields was like, the, like an uncrowned champion. I didn't think he was that good. I, don't, I never understood how he, he made it as far as he did, but the bottom line is Randy Shields and Sonny Shields uh, taught Joe Goosen the better parts of boxing. Of course, Joe went on to become the trainer of the Ruelas brothers down there in Rosita, California, at the Rosita Country Club in the 80s. And of course, Michael Second and Nun at one point in time was the best fighter pound for pound in the entire world. Until, of course, he, he came to like, Colombian dust. 
Colombian just ruins fighters. It just does. I remember when Bob Serkheim, he was the advisor to Michael Nunn, an amateur referee and things like that back in the uh, U.S. ABF days. He said to me, you know, the worst thing that happened to Michael Nunn is he ever goes back to Davenport, Iowa. And I said, what do you mean? That's where he's from. What do you mean his hometown? He goes, if he goes back there, he's done. What happened? Nunn went back to Davenport. Within two years, he was spending 10 years in the slam. Might have been a frame, but the bottom line is he went to the prison. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. Hopefully after the break, we'll spend some time with the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. I love you. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Yes, I'm so sorry about the wait, ma'am. I'll be with you shortly. Um, Carrie, how many appointments did we book at 2.30? Jin's physical therapy clinic is pretty stretched. He needs another PT before patients get bent out of shape. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by low-cost airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. 
That's 800-493-6118. Now, your prime talk with Pedro Fernandez. Soul side of town. Check them out. Towerofpower.com. They are rocking and rolling and have been since 1968. Well, the birthday boy is in the house. He turned 91 this week, February the 11th. We'll talk about the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. Another happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you, sir. I mean, what, what was your week like? Um, mostly just like most weeks, and we had this gorgeous uh, weather down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like uh, having a surprise summer and uh, I did a lot of hiking around and try to keep my old body in some shape mm-hmm. um, and then I went out to some dinners with friends and so on and so forth uh, it was it was pretty nice do you think we've turned the corner on on the virus on the vac on the uh, on the COVID? Well, I don't have a medical degree, and I don't have, a, and I'm not a scientist, but I'll follow their lead. Uh, it seems so. I don't know if it's just that uh, people have gotten tired of having to live with masks and shots. Um, Larry, mask or, the, mask, evidence, mask. the evidence is clear that if you wear masks and take your shots, you've got a pretty good chance of surviving. I'm of the opinion that masks are proven for a lot of people, but that's that's just me. Um, bottom line is, we have. I think we've turned the corner. I mean, people are out. I went. The only place, you know, what's funny, Godfather, is all over San Francisco, all over the Bay Area. I mean, Richmond, Berkeley. Um, Oakland, all the different hot spots San Francisco is going. The only place that's really not going, and you could take a machine gun down there and shoot it off and not hit anybody, is the old Castro district here in San Francisco where the gays where the gays used to predominantly live and, and reside and party and this kind of stuff. I mean, that used to be the best place in the world to take a girl on a date because you never had any problems, but there's nobody there anymore. It's like they've disappeared. They've been gentrified. Well, things, if you live long enough, every, things change. Almost everything changes. So, uh, just looking back over the years, I'm sure even you can see all the changes that have taken place, a few of which you've just uh, mentioned. And um, so it goes and so so it be. What, what, what's mind-blowing for you at 91? What, 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 what 2022 is like? absolutely blows you away. Anything? Well, the, the current political climate is uh, very troubling to me, and um, <clears throat> I I want to try to outlive it. <laughs> Just as we had a, a summer break here in the last three or four days, and we'll have one for the Super Bowl, um, I'm hoping we get a break from the political climate. Yeah, that's a good way. Speaking of the Super Bowl, the Rams are three-point favorites. You going to go with that? Uh, I think the Rams probably are um, a, 
a better team. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the Bengals, and uh, it wouldn't hurt me at all if they won the game. Larry Merchant, our guest, of course, the retired HBO Godfather, the Hall of Famer himself. Larry, last week we we talked briefly about you having the uh, the run in with Mike Tyson and this and that. The De La Hoya thing when when he brought the mariachi band to the to the ring and this and that. Did you draw Did you draw as much heat on that as I thought? <clears throat> well, my recollection is he was fighting Penel Whitaker, right? And Whitaker was the lightweight champion and a, a popular fighter because although he was a defensive fighter, a boxer, he moved in a way and and had a certain style that uh, that people enjoyed. Uh, and now he's fighting the new kid on the block who's a Olympic gold medalist and the a star uh, already as soon as he turned pro Mm -hmm. and good looking and so on and so forth (laughs) and they're fighting and uh, if I remember correctly um, there was mariachi music for him and he came in second in the ring which is unusual for a challenger and there was nothing for Pernell Whitaker now maybe Pernell Whitaker didn't want anything that would would be considered uh, his music or whatever but I just thought it was a little uh, tilted unfairly and I mentioned it on the air, um, and to my surprise, uh, Mexican fans flooded HBO with calls and letters uh, saying that I had been uh, anti-Mexican, and um, <laughs> we had a fight the next week or two weeks later in, I believe, San Antonio, and um uh, I was asked to not not to show up because the feeling was that with all that uh, turbulence, that the that the that I would become a central figure, and we were selling price fights, Got it. not. Not uh, not announcers. So so, but Jerry Cooney got introduced to se- uh, second again. You know, I mean, with with Larry Holmes, that was a little weird too. And of course, you know, the night with Pernell Whitaker. I remember running into Todd DeBuff afterwards and having my scorecard saying that that uh, Pernell won the fight one fifteen one thirteen. Remember that that was my scorecard. I remember telling Todd DeBuff, the vice president of Top Rank, that, and he blew up in my face. He just blew he blew up on me. But the bottom line is. The boxing establishment was not kind to Pernell Whitaker that night. Well, and the promoters weren't kind to Pernell Whitaker. Um, by creating the impression that this is all about Delahoya, this is all about his cultural heritage as a, a Mexican although he was born in America and so on, 
Um, and they, they, that's a way to influence officials. Uh, un, unconsciously, they become influenced by all of the coverage and hoopla around a big event like that. And um, I thought it was unfair to a worthy champion. I think you're right. You know, and, and last time, last time I saw Purnell, we were on the beach together in Atlantic City. I can't remember what fight it was, but it was in like 15, maybe 15 years ago. He was in Atlantic City, and he said to me, "You know, boxing. I had a good career. There was no doubt about it. But you know, I got shorted like you wouldn't believe the the De La Hoya fight. I thought I got a little bit shorted on, but the Chavez fight down there at the Alamo Dome, he definitely got. He definitely deserved the elevator and got the shaft on that one. Yeah. Well. Uh, um, look, there were. It was a time in when Mexican fighters, in in some measure, because Oscar had been promoted as a crossover fighter, as a Mexican American, and uh, um, so there was a change in in the atmospherics and in the change in. You know, maybe maybe Oscar um, lost a fight or two down the road that uh, he might otherwise win because there were so many remarks about it from the from the media. Well, Pernell Whitaker, may he rest in peace, of course. And Oscar De La Hoya, of course, he got off lucky, I think. Uh, Godfather, when he pulled out of that fight with Vitor Belfort, after what Vitor did to Vander Holyfield, you know he would have crunched Oscar. Well, crunched Oscar him. got uh, Oscar got crunched with a a thousand left hands from from Pacquiao, and um, he was smart enough to say that's it. You know, and he was rich enough to say that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought up Manny Pacquiao. He's retired now. And, you know, and, and I was looking back at his career, and I'll say this candidly and, and freely. I think he's done more for boxing than any boxer since Muhammad Ali. I think that's a very uh, apt uh, observation. Um, although Tyson, for a few years, was bigger than big as a heavyweight uh young heavyweight champion um, puncher and so on um, I think Pacquiao's career which is much longer than Tyson's and his fame around the globe um, was something that was extraordinary for a little man um who just sort of came aboard wherever I happened to be. When I once went on a cruise, and and as you may know, there are a lot of Filipinos manned cruise ships. Yep. And they were giving me extra ice cream because I knew I, I knew <laughs> <when> he got <laughs> uh, He was a, he was a he was our Henry Armstrong. 
I was in Dubai, in both in Dubai and Saudi Arabia, and I had Filipino waitresses knew I was involved in boxing. They wanted to hear Manny Pacquiao's story. So I told them about the time that when I first met him in 2001, he only had one jogging suit to his name. He had to wash it by hand and hang it in the shower of his hotel room on A Street here in the city. And he was staying at the Holiday Inn. He wasn't staying at the Fairmont or the Mark Hopkins. He was down the street at some dive called the Holiday Inn. Uh Uh-huh. Well... Um, he climbed the ladder from um, the lower, lower weight classes all the way up into the into the middle weight classes, and uh, was a um, tremendous force, crowd pleasing fighter, crowd pleasing uh, personality. Um, I think his uh, his name will resonate for a long time. And you know what? And you are a national treasure. That's what Socrates Palmer said yesterday. You forgot more about boxing than most people ever know. So we thank you so much for your time. I hope to see you in two weeks, Godfather. I'm coming down south. Give me a shout. God bless you. Have a great day. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Mercer. I want to say hi to... The Godmama, Mrs. Patricia Merchant, a.k.a. Patricia Stitch. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. 
Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bones. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Now, more brain talk My boy, Lenny Williams. Don't he sound great? Check him out. He still sounds that good. LennyWilliams.com. Of course, the former lead singer of Tower Power. I've been on his own now since 19, what, 75? Of course, a platinum recording artist. Lenny Williams. Check him out. LennyWilliams.com. Now, we, you know, boxers have put a lot of backs on canvases, right? But boxers also put a lot of backs on mattresses. Why do I say that? Mike Tyson. Eight children with an unknown number of women. What does that mean? An unknown number of women. Unknown number of women? I don't know. Muhammad, does he mean he's paying child support? He doesn't know where he's going. Muhammad Ali, nine children with five women. That's a lot, of course. Um, then we move on down the road. Some other athletes in history. Vander Holyfield, 11 children with six women. V, V's, got, V's got it here. No, no, no. Take that back. George Foreman, 12 children, two adopted with four women. Those are the boxers doing their thing. Of course, I think the, uh, the champ is Calvin Murphy. Didn't he used to play for the Houston, Houston Rockets, a basketball player, NBA player? Of course, uh, he has 14 children with nine women. The guy got around, don't you think? Bottom line is this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, not Sex Talk. Chris Eubank Jr., of course, after blowing out Liam uh, Williams last week, uh, looks like he wants to get it together with Gennady Golov. Of course, the aforementioned Triple G, as I said, what, 41-1-1? And, of course, the, the one loss and the one draw to, tri- to Canelo Alvarez. But Triple G's, like, been on the, the milk carton side of boxing. In other words, he's inactive, and he's 40, 41 years old. So if he were to go across the pond, I think he'd make himself a lot of money. I don't know whether um, whether Chris Eubank Jr. can turn him back or not, but at this point in time, that's a good fight for Gennady Golov. He'll probably... Probably it's a more difficult fight than fighting the Japanese fighter in Japan, but um, probably a little bit more money as well. So hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, we'll be talking about Udi Ergas. Who is he? Yordi Ergas. Of course, Udi, Yordi Ugas. He is the WBA welterweight title holder. Of course, he's a Cuban national, a man that retired the aforementioned Manny Pacquiao, and he did it in somewhat um, stunning style because he was a 5-1 to one underdog. Nobody thought he would win that fight. I mean, I thought he had a good chance. In fact, that he had uh, uh, Luis Enrique, not Luis Enriquez, but uh, who was the guy in his corner? Anyway, I can't think of it right now. But the bottom line is he had some good people in his corner. Of course, Roberto Duran's people in his corner. So you knew that things were going the right way. You just knew that things were going right with Udi Ergas. Now, Ugas beat Terrence Crawford as an amateur. Of course, now he's going to fight Earl Spence later this year. Earl Spence and Ugas, is that a flip? Is that an easy fight or do you flip a coin on that one? 
Think about that. Spence easy or is it a coin toss? Think about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Of course, this is the radio version. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We will have hour number two after the news right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, and like a plethora of other internet platforms. This is Ring Talk, but you know that. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. As Super Sunday dawns, the White House continues to warn that a Russian invasion of Ukraine might just be a couple of days away. And the U.S. is still fortifying NATO countries in Eastern Europe. But there are critics, especially Republicans, who say the U.S. military approach to this conflict has been soft and the White House looks weak on the world stage. Connecticut Democratic Representative Jim Himes appears on Fox News and says the U.S. should have acted sooner. Now, we would have lost a lot of troops, you know, fighting the Russians. We would have risked a world war. We would have risked a nuclear exchange. The Pentagon has just sent 3,000 troops from the 82nd Airborne to Poland, along with a number of other troops already situated there. Meanwhile, the top diplomat for the Biden administration, Antony Blinken, says Russia can still choose diplomacy, but if it does not... The response from the United States and our allies will be swift. USA Radio News. Hi, folks. This is Wayne Allen Root. I know you've heard me talk about the Liberty Projects and their wonderful website, VetsAndHorses.com. They are headquartered at Shiloh Ranch here in Southern Nevada. Shiloh Ranch was the late actor Tony Curtis's horse rescue ranch. The Liberty Projects purchased the property and has repurposed it for multiple military vet programs, including rescuing and training wild mustangs. The program is so successful, they're turning away veterans who need help. And we can't let that continue. J.P. Hoffman and his family and friends have been keeping the program alive from their very own pockets. I just learned that they need to raise $250,000 immediately to continue full operations. I told J.P. he could always count on Team Root. We can't let any veteran be turned away, ever. 100% of all donations are used for the program and only the program to help vets and horses. Government does very little for vets. It's up to us. Help fund this great organization at VetsAndHorses.com. That's VetsAndHorses.com. The Winter Games in Beijing were delayed a bit yesterday because of some heavy snow there. Germany and Norway leading the medal count so far at the Winter Olympics. Norway racking up the most medals total so far with 18. Germany and Norway are tied for the most gold medals with eight each. USA, Sweden, the Netherlands, they're tied for second place when it comes to golds with five each. It seems right after the Ukraine crisis, the next thing on the list of concerns in America lately is inflation, which is at the highest rate in 40 years. Texas Republican Rep. Lance Gooden says the White House strategy is simply not working. I know the future will be bleak as long as the only solution the Democrats have is to continue uh, spending more money. And all these spending pass packages that we have talked about, the Build Back Better, these are things that will increase inflation and just further delay our recovery. The congressman spoke on Fox News, and you're listening to USA Radio News. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream Sheets for My Pillow. Well, now they're on sale 
60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO, with any purchase. But you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call one 800 The FDA has given a green light to a new COVID antibody drug made by Eli Lilly and company found to be effective against the Omicron variant of COVID. The LAPD is investigating a shooting involving the rapper Kodak Black at a West Hollywood party after a Justin Bieber show. Police say witnesses heard a fight outside followed by multiple gunshots. Victims identified as a 19-year-old man, a 60-year-old man, and... Rapper Kodak Black, all reportedly suffering non-life-threatening wounds. The world's largest retailer is ending a mask mandate. Here's more from USA Radio's Wendy King. Walmart has ended its mask requirements for employees that are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 nationwide, according to a memo. The company, which was one of the first private employers to require masks at the start of the pandemic, sent a memo to its employees announcing the change. Walmart also said it would be ending its paid leave policy, which gave associates extra time off for COVID-19 illnesses on March 31st. Daily health screenings will no longer be required after the end of February. The decision from Walmart comes after states and companies across the country, including Amazon, have started to lift their mask requirements as the pandemic begins to ease. Sure, you find us on the radio, but check out us online, USA.com, that is. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. Pedro Fernandez. Hey, Pedro, how you doing? And good evening to everybody out there listening to the show. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports by the studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. 
often imitated but hardly duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm your ever so modest host. When you say modest, think caps. Straight up, I'm a four-time Golden Glove champion. was ranked number 13 in the country. And at one point in time, I won some awards for my boxing writing. So I'm a school journalist. What does that mean? I know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? The average boxing fan knows a little bit more. A different perspective, a different view. So I open up the toll-free listener line at the top of each hour just for you. one 800 878-7529. You got something to say? Let it be heard. 1-800-878-7529. You shy? Don't want to go on the air? I understand. We've got the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. The studio text line, that number, 415-275-1613. The studio text line, once again, the Ring Talk studio text line. Text me here in the studio, 415-275-1613. Of course, we are live on Twitch.tv, WBC-TV, TV. We got it going on, of course, coming to you from the city by the bay. San Francisco, California. The fight of the year, I think, will be <clears throat> April the 30th. The Battle of the Unbeatens at 130 pounds. Shakur Stevenson, 2016 Olympic silver medalist. Of course, unbeaten, tall, rangy, former champion at 126 pounds. Taking on Oscar Valdez, the linear ring magazine champion, WBC champion at 130 pounds. Also undefeated. Battle of the O's. Somebody else got to go April the 30th, Stevenson versus Valdez. We'll dip, dip into that and more today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is it. You're inside looking world of boxing and MMA. Exergen would like you to know about an important new study by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has always known. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Yes, I'm so sorry about the wait, ma'am. I'll be with you shortly. Um, Carrie, how many appointments did we book at 2.30? Jin's physical therapy clinic is pretty stretched. He needs another PT before patients get bent out of shape. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. How does that grab you? Well, I'll tell you right after I get violently ill. Grandpa Munster. What a trip. I mean... He had this restaurant. It's called Grandpa's. It was, in, was it in Brooklyn or the Bronx? I forget which one it was. But anyway, we went there one time, and he was there. I mean, he was there. He was taking pictures with people. I didn't get to take a picture with him, but his name, real name was Al Lewis. But Grandpa Munster, may he rest in peace. Now, of course, John Ryder, of course, from the U.K., scored a stunning upset last night, of course, taking a WB 168-pound title eliminator away from Danny Jacobs. Jacobs went across the pond, a former title holder at 160, thought to be a three or four to one favorite, if not a five to one favorite, according to some of the American books. Well, John Ryder, now 31 and 5, 17 wax, not a big puncher, a 12 round split decision winner over two time world middleweight champion Danny Jacobs, now 37 and 4, 30 KOs. As I said, a WBA super middleweight eliminator was Saturday night at the Alexander Palace in, La- in London, England. I mean, Jacobs, I said, won the first six rounds or the first five rounds, but the bottom line is you got to fight the whole fight. Scores were 115, 113, winning seven to five in rounds. Twice for Ryder. Two judges thought it 7-5 for Ryder uh, in rounds. Of course, that's only one round off a draw. And then one judge had a 115-113 for Jacobs. So it was a close fight, no doubt about it. But if Janny Jacobs <coughs> expected to go over there and, like, get a free ride, that ain't happening, man. You're fighting the other guy's hometown. You just got to do more. I remember going down to Modesto, fighting this guy in Modesto, beating the snot out of him, and, and then looking at the scorecards afterwards, and I barely won. I won every round going away. But I looked at the scorecards and go, oh, What? Split decision? You got to be kidding me! But yeah, judges are known for not doing things that are obviously sometimes um, above board. You are. I would I say that I wouldn't mean. I would anyway. Bottom line is. Big fight, of course, uh, uh, April the 30th, of course, in Las Vegas. Looks like the MGM Grand will play host to this. I'm talking about the 130-pound championship between Shakur Stevens and the 19, take that back, 2016 Olympic silver medalist. Of course, now he's a, fighting at 130 pounds, having fought at 126. And now at 130, of course, Oscar Valdez, the linear champion, the WBC champion, of course, a Mexican-American. I take it back, a Mexican national. Man, he is a Mexican-American because he came over from Mexico, even though he, I don't think he, he has American citizens. Anyway, bottom line is, bottom line is Oscar Valdez, 
speaks great English. He is very a very literate young man, both in Spanish and English. Anyway, bottom line is he's 30 in zip. Stevenson is <clears throat> 17 in zip. Something's got to go. Stevenson's 24 years old. Uh, Valdez is 31 years old. Of course, Valdez is a little bit longer in the tooth here, but he's a little bit more experienced. And the thing with Stevenson is, is that it's hard to fight him because when I look at guys on TV and I watch guys on TV, I say to myself, how am I going to fight that guy? How would I fight that guy? How do I? And Stevenson... <clears throat> I think I would attack his body without a doubt. I would go go to his arms and try to attack his body. But he throws punches. He can loop punches over your hands, and I don't get that. I, it's, it's scientifically, it just doesn't look right to me. It doesn't look like it's possible. It doesn't look like it's right because when you loop punches, when you throw them in a looping sensation, um, they tend to take a little bit longer to get there. But not his, not Stevenson's. His punches get there. Now, can he fight in 130 pounds like he fought at 126? I think that sort of remains to be seen. Of course, Valdez uh, came into his own at 130 when he took out Miguel Bertrand. Of course, Bertrand, the 130-pound WBC champion, that went down, I believe, in January of 2021. Of course, then later in the year, he took on Robinson Canseco, who was a winner a fortnight ago, but he took on Robinson Canseco and Canseco for Brazil, the 2016 Olympic gold medalist. That was a bit of a shady fight as far as the scoring was concerned in the minds of Hector Martinez. He thought that the Brazilian did enough to win that night. I didn't score the fight. Wink, wink. Bottom line is I think that Oscar Valdez is the best fighter at 130 unless Shakur Stevenson beats him on April the 30th. Now, back to 135 pounds. Ryan Garcia, let's move him out of the way just for a second. There's Vasil Lomachenko. What's he going to do? I mean, is he a guy with, with nowhere to go? I mean, nobody's lining up to fight Lomachenko. Especially, you know, he's on the rebound now, and he wants revenge, and I figure he's going to go for blood, although I thought he took it easy against Richard Comey. What did he say against about Richard Comey? There's no need. I, I didn't need to knock him out. I didn't want to hurt him or something like that. You know, when you start talking that way, you start worrying about a guy's dedication to a sport, but not Lomachenko. It's not, it's not his dedication that's concerning me. He just is a pretty nice guy. I kid you not. He busts you up, but he doesn't want to kill you. He doesn't want to have to kill you in a boxing match. Of course, losing to uh, Teofimo Lopez, that was a bit of a, a stunner and a bit of an upset. Coming back with a fight against Richard Comey, I don't think that that makes him the... Uh, the heir apparent again at 135, I think that Cambosa is still the champion at 135 pounds. But when you look at the rest of the 135-pound division, of course, Devin Haney from San Francisco. Eddie Croft said last week that I was hard on Haney. Said I was too hard on Haney. Haney is from San Francisco. Nobody knows who he is here. He just doesn't. I mean, you know, Kareem, Kareem Mayfield, I got him the key to the city. People know who he was, okay, uh, as far as the City Hall and Links are that are concerned. But nobody in City Hall knows who Devin Haney is, and he's a WBC champion. So I think his... Public relations, uh, it sort of failed. It just sort of failed. Of course, now the fact that <clears throat> he couldn't get a fight with Cambosis in Australia, it's on him. Because i got to tell you why. Because I would, if I felt that I was that good, if you really felt that you were that good, you would take short money. And see, Devin Haney's father, his advisor, his manager, he don't get that. See, you don't get paid for this fight. You get paid the next time for this last fight. That's just the way it is. So you go into this fight. With Cambosis, you take short money. But if you win, you get to call all the shots afterwards. That's the gamble you make. That's what the hometown guy makes the first time around. But the Haney's, no, no, they want this, they want that. I would have went down there for just about anything. I'm not trying to say you should go down there for minimum wage. But you should go down there and get paid. There's a decent amount of money out there for the Haney's. They don't want a decent amount of money. They want more money. Basically, Haney, I think, doesn't want to go to Australia. Nobody wants to go down there to fight him in Australia. Of course, Azuma Nelson went down there and fought Jeff Fennick, then the iconic figure that he was after having that draw here in the United States. Of course, that was a horrible draw. i never forget that. 
Jeff Fennick and I were together before the fight with Azuma Nelson. I think it was on one of the Riddick Bow undercards, maybe a, a Sugar Ray Leonard, um, Tommy Hearns two undercard back in 1989. But Jeff Fennick fought Azuma Nelson. He beat the snot out of Azuma Nelson for 12 rounds, and then they called it a draw afterwards. I remember Jeff Fennick just brokenhearted, and that's when I realized that you know boxing was really, really a cruel, cruel sport because you know. He won, but he lost. Imagine this. If anybody out there has ever played blackjack in a casino, you sit down, you get the chips, and you put the chips in there, you bet 10 bucks, okay? And then somebody gets you, you get a queen, and you get an ace. Hey, even Anthony knows that's a blackjack, okay? You're going to win, right? No, no, no. No, no. The guy with the 17 wins. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Time out. That doesn't make sense. That's not right. That's not logical. You trying to tell me the guy with a 10 and a 7 beat me with the queen and the ace? How could that be? Only in boxing. That's the only way. That's the best way I can equate getting robbed in boxing. I remember a couple times uh, down there in Tucson, Arizona, I fought in the police games one time now down there in Tucson, Arizona, being a former San Francisco policeman. Um, I went down there. I was the United States champion, and I went down there to fight some guy from the U.K., from Britain, right? So I dropped him twice in the first and the second round. In the third round, I hit him with a bolo punch. I was dogging this guy. I Listen, I should, Hector would have laughed at this guy because this guy was really a big old stiff, okay? But they gave him the fight. I, they gave, I kid you not, after three, the silver medal, they went to hand me, boom, world games, right? I just packed away the silver medal. If the ring was still standing in Tucson, Arizona, that silver medal would still be sitting there in the center of the ring because I wasn't picking it up, no way, no how. But imagine that, dropping a guy twice, bolo punching him, catching him with shots, dogging him, slipping. I mean, I, he was so good, I could slip punches. I'm not a good slipper, okay? But I was, he, was so, he was telegraphing stuff. It was crazy. And I remember when they weighed this in, get this, it was the World Police Games, you know, and so they sent me down here from San Francisco defend the United States Police Championship at 147 pounds, and I was a junior welterweight, 139 pounds. So anyway, I'm giving up weight, and then we go down there, and they tell me there's no weigh-in. What do you mean there's no weigh-in? Uh, we just sort of, what do you mean there's no weigh-in? What, what's the, whoa, 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 time out. So I'm looking at the guy, the, the London, London policeman. He was like 165, 170 pounds. He's supposed to be 147. He's not 147. I've never been to a boxing tournament in my life where he weighed in according to eyes, looking at people. I kid you not. So anyway, I said to him, I'm not fighting. You don't weigh that guy in, I'm not fighting. And they said, what's the matter, man? You chicken? One of those gay, gay, you a gay cop from San Francisco. You want to fight him? Man, I went out there and I beat the snot at him, and they still took it from me. So what am I trying to tell you is that boxing is what it is. Of course, Larry Merchant says that boxing relies on the hometown decision. For, for If not for the hometown division, boxing would not survive. Mm, maybe he's got a point there, no doubt about that. Speaking of Larry Merchant, sharp an hour in the morning, wasn't he, when I put him on the spot about Oscar De La Hoya, of course, when he said, I think this kind of sucks. And he was right. I mean, think about this. De La Hoya was a challenger, but they, he had his own band and, and you know, the, mar, the mariachi music, all that kind of stuff, which I think is pretty cool. But when they announced him second, when they announced Pernell Whitaker first, I think that was the ultimate in disrespect. And then after 12 rounds, they just gave it to Delahoy. I mean, Delahoy got knocked down in that fight. He got owned. He got abused. I mean, Oscar, that was one of Oscar's worst efforts. You know what? They never called for a rematch. Poor Pernell. And I think if Pernell didn't have the... <laughs> Colombian dust problem, he had a bad coke problem. Ever since 1984, I'd known him. He's always, he was always on blow. Every time I saw him when he wasn't fighting, he had that twinkle in his eye, a little cocaine twinkle, okay? But, you know, that was Purnell. But I think the boxing establishment realized that they didn't want to, um, 
leave the welterweight championship in the hands of that guy. Just like with the lightweight, who was he fought? He fought Chavez, the lightweight. He beat the snot out of Julio Cesar Chavez. All those Mexicans down there in the Alamo Dome were going, oh my God, Chavez lost. No, they called that one a draw. What am I trying to tell you? Big ripoff, no doubt about that. But De La Hoya got some preferential treatment, but not with Larry Merchant. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, we come to you Saturdays and Sundays on the radio, live on the radio, Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, of course, and a thousand other internet platforms, including SportsByline.com and CRN.com. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know, I've been doing this a little while. 32 years ago, February 11th, Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. I'll never forget Jim Lampley, the most shocking HBO broadcast I've ever witnessed in my life. Mike Tyson has been knocked out. That's what Lampley said. And it was like, whoa, just those words. Of course, a 32, a 39, a 40 to 1 underdog. Bottom line is James Buster Douglas, of course, became the heavyweight champion that night with a stoppage of Mike Tyson in the 10th round. Of course, Mike Tyson fumbling around on the floor looking for his mouthpiece. Really wasn't all that prepared for this fight because of the fact that, you know, he had the, the, the issues with his wife, Robin Gibbons. Of course, my favorite woman in the entire world, her and Ruth Roper, um, Ruthless Ruth, Ruth Roper, that's what I call her mother, of course, uh, Robin Gibbons, R-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe. Of course, that's short for robbing, Robin Gibbons. That's what I called her, Robin Gibbons, because I thought she was robbing Mike Tyson, of course. And she was. I mean, you know, she, she, she pulled some crap on Mike Tyson, no doubt about that. But anyway, Robin Gibbons and her attorneys, or her mother's attorney, one or the other, sent me a cease and desist letter so they couldn't call her Robin, R-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe in print because I was wanting for some, working for some national publication at the time. Anyway, they got upset. I didn't get so upset. Anyway, Robin Gibbons, of course, Mike Tyson, the head case over there in Japan. He was getting laid. Uh, and I don't mean like, you know, eggs, um, getting laid per se, physically. And, um, you know, he had some issues with um, Mike Jameson. Mike Jameson knocked him down in sparring. Mike Jameson was a guy that came from San Jose, California. <clears throat> Mike Jameson was a tough guy, but I wouldn't consider him like a heavyweight threat to anybody, okay? But he was a good sparring partner. And then Greg Page knocked him down over there. Of course, Greg Page being a former WBA heavyweight title, and may he rest in peace. Anyway, Greg Page knocked him down. So you know Tyson wasn't in, in, in top shape for this fight, but he took a beating for 10 rounds. For anybody to say that Mike Tyson wasn't in shape for this fight, uh, I think you'd have to be out of your mind because there's no way that he could have kept going and going and going and going like a Timex watch like he did if he wasn't in decent shape. I mean, was he in the sharpest condition of his life? No, but Mike Tyson is an accomplished athlete, no doubt about that. But 32 years ago, a 40-to-1 underdog. I remember interviewing Buster Douglas before the fight and for uh, – for a couple of magazines, and then back in the days, you know, when we when we worked for magazines, when we were writers, we got to write work for magazines to get paid money. Now you got the internet and you get spit. Anyway, but the bottom line is, um, I remember I did the pre-fight story on Buster Douglas and interviewed him and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson said he was a piece of work, a piece of garbage, blah, 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 blah. And Buster Douglas said, I'm going to try my hardest, that kind of good stuff, blah, 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 yeah, you know, big deal. <clears throat> so then the fight goes down. It's the biggest upset in heavyweight history, okay? So I was one of the few guys that interviewed Buster Douglas beforehand. And it was before showing him some respect beforehand. In fact, Mike Marley and Jack Fisk of the – Mike Marley of the New York Post at that point in time, later to work for Don King as a PR guy, and Jack Fisk, the godfather of boxing writers, both of these guys told me it was very important if you were to be a, become a boxing writer of note 
to interview the challenger. Anytime somebody's challenging for the world heavyweight title, give them respect and the just do and interview them as well. So I interviewed Buster Douglas. I thought nothing of it. And then, you know, Buster pulls off this upset, knocks him out. And then two days afterwards, I'm interviewing Buster on the phone. He's getting his hair cut. He's got a barber coming to his house. I mean, Buster's like the pimp now of Columbus, Ohio, just kicking it. He's a heavyweight champion of the world. Got a barber working on his hair as I'm cut, as, as we're talking on the phone. And then, of course, I went back to Columbus, Ohio for a high school magazine, high school, American high school magazine, something like that. They sent me back there. They, they got me a limo, flew me back first class. First class, it was deceptive, though. And I'll tell you why, because <clears throat> it was first class from here to uh, some big, uh, I think it was, I forget what, Cleveland. Anyway, no, Dayton. It was first class to Dayton, Ohio. And then from Dayton to Columbus was on a little tiny plane, looked like a Volvo with wings, okay? So, you know, those were back in the days when I had a few drinks. So I needed a few drinks to get on that plane. I mean, I was looking at that saying to my, oh, my God, I'm going to go down like another Buddy Holly story or something like that. I'm Richie Valens. I don't want to go this way. This is not the way to go. So anyway, I got the liquor in me. I thought I got brave enough to get on a plane. I wasn't brave enough to get on a plane, but I got on it anyway. So we're flying, and all of a sudden he's having all kinds of problems, and lights are flashing. There's only one, there's only one pilot. There's like eight of us, and he, when they sort of seat you according to weight, you start to freak out, okay? You start to freak out, and the whole, they're balancing the luggage. This guy's like, what's going on here? Anyway, we're on our way to Columbus, Ohio, and the plane's like jumping all over the place and blowing back and forth, and I remember telling the guy, hey, do I need to be concerned? And he's like, oh, this is nothing. Like, a pain's jumping around the sky, right? So anyway, he goes to land in the, in the Columbus, Ohio. When he goes to land, he hits the runway so hard, I've never hit a runway that hard in my life. I would have thought the landing gear would have broke off and the plane would have, like, broken into millions of pieces. That's how hard he hit it, okay? I mean, I was, I mean, I hadn't been hit that hard maybe in a boxing match. That's how hard that hit was. Anyway, we survived. We get to the, um, to the, uh, to the, uh, you know, time to walk down the ramp to get to your car and this and that baggage claim. This and, and I've got a limo driver waiting for me. He says, Pedro Hernandez. I said, you got the wrong name, but the right guy. Anyway, bottom line is I jumped in with him and that was a, a shocking, shocking flight. No doubt about that. And then James Buster Douglas Horse would commandeer my uh, limo. Why would I say that? We went to Woodrow Wilson High School. Of course, that's where he graduated from. Of course, his teachers were there, and, and the mayor came and all that kind of good stuff. Made it a big, big, big event, no doubt about that. But when Buster dropped me off, in other words, he said, hey, I want you to drop me off first, drop, drop you off first, drop me off last, so, you know, because I'm closer to blah, 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 to where the limo driver is and that kind of stuff. So I went along with the con, okay? But it was a con because Buster kept my limo driver out until 2.30 in the morning. So when I get to my limo driver the next morning at 7 o'clock, this guy looks like he's been out until 2.30 in the morning. Well, he has been out until 2.30 in the morning partying with Buster Douglas, okay? So anyway, Buster and I are supposed to run that morning, you don't think we're going to run, do you, when you're getting home at 2.30 in the morning? We ain't going to run. Anyway, me and Buster never ran. We never worked out. We never trained. We were supposed to go back there and do a whole lot of stuff for, like, the cameras. And it wasn't even if we didn't have to train, per se, but at least we, we got, you know, propped up and put on our, our boxing stuff and then our gloves and our wraps and that kind of good stuff. And we did, you know, pose for the cameras, you know. But Buster didn't even go that far for it. <clears throat> he was eating 24-7. I mean eating 24-7. I remember in the morning we had breakfast Breakfast, we had breakfast at a restaurant. Then we had somebody bring in um, uh, uh, his, J.D. McCauley was his trainer who owned the barbecue. And about 11 o'clock, they brought in a couple slabs of ribs for us. I kid you not. So we had breakfast. Then we had a couple of slabs of ribs at about 11. Then we went to lunch about 1.30. Then we had dinner about 5.30 or 6. Well, wait, we're not done. Then we ate again at 8.30 at night. So you wonder why Buster Douglas ballooned into like 
almost 400 pounds for the Evander Holyfield fight later in uh, that year. Of course, when he got drilled, he got drilled, he got he got locked out. And I'll never forget that night when I guess it was two or three days before the Holyfield fight. I was at the Mirage Hotel. In fact, Steve Wynn, the owner of the Mirage Hotel, I think he bid like 24 million dollars on the fight. He was upset because Evander, you know, Evander Holyfield was in shape, but Buster Douglas wasn't. So anyway. Buster Douglas and I, I'm chasing him around the Mirage Hotel because, you know, I mean, he's a heavyweight champion of the world. I want to get some words from him, like, outside of, hey, Pedro, how are you? No, no, no. Let's talk, man. Let me. Can I get a minute with you? I ain't got no time, man. How about a little later? How about a little later? So anyway, I find out from the guy in the California Pizza Kitchen that Evander Holyfield is in the, pizza, is in the sauna. Now, how do I find out from the California Pizza Kitchen guy that, Evander, that, that uh, Buster Douglas is in the sauna? Because he delivered six pizzas to the sauna. I kid you not, six pizzas were delivered to the sauna and Buster Douglas signed for him. So I didn't believe the dude. So he showed me the slip where Buster Douglas signed for the pizza. I said, damn, James Douglas, he did sign for it. Yeah, he signed for six pizzas. So I go over to the, the, the Mirage, the, uh, I'm in the Mirage, but I go over to the Mirage uh, spa area where I'm looking for him, and he finds out that I'm there and this and that. So all of a sudden, these four guys are walking past me. J.D. McCauley was with him. I can't remember what the other guy's name was, the, uh, the white trainer he had, but in Buster, and there was one other guy. So they're all walking out, but what they forgot to take was the evidence with them. They didn't take the pizza boxes. I went in there and found six pizza boxes in there. So here is James Buster Douglas defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Evander Holyfield in three days, and he's in a sauna losing weight at the same time he's ordering pizzas from the California Pizza Kitchen. Only in boxing. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Somebody said to me the other day, shot me a text, how good was terrible Tim Witherspoon? I think it was pretty good. I think he might have won that Larry Holmes fight. Of course, that was very controversial, the decision he lost there. But outside of that, he was never dedicated. And when we worked together in Antigua, he spent all his time between the sheets and not training. I kid you not. We had a big, big money fight set up for him if he could win this fight in uh, Antigua, and we set him up with a super middleweight, and he couldn't beat the super middleweight. So the bottom line is, you know, terrible Tim Witherspoon. He was terrible for us at that point in time because he lost, we lost. Listen, I didn't lose any money, but the people I was working for, they lost a lot of money investing in terrible Tim Witherspoon. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. When we come back, we'll have the WBC fight schedule of the week. We'll have the fight schedule of the week. And maybe we'll hear some words from the great, the greatest, Muhammad Ali. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. car listen if i was a cop i'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance Woo! i bet that would scare the heck out of you <laughs> but seriously i still want you to get your insurance papers out whoa that's ridiculous look we all have cars that means insurance but newsflash you don't have to pay a fortune for it what smart people all over the united states are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling ais insurance 
Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800 756 3744. 2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-
from Columbia. Prescott knocked him cold, one punch. From that point forward, Amir Khan, they spell his name A-M-I-R. I spell it A-M-E-R-E-C-O-N. He is Amir Khan now. Of course, they're going to hook it up with Kell Brook and Amir Khan. This is a, a fight that will do well in the U.K. In fact, I think it's sold out in like two hours. I kid you, two hours, like 17,000, 20,000 tickets. I kid you, you know. So obviously, there's interest in this fight, just not here in the continental United States. Also on the 19th, uh, unheralded. I want to say he's unheralded to an extent because he is a former 154-pound champion, Jaime Munguia, out of Mexico, undefeated. Now, taking on Demetrius Ballard. I want to see how that goes. That's going to go down on the 19th, of course. The 26th, the undisputed world junior welterweight champion, Josh Taylor, who gets no respect from Tector, no respect from Teofimo Lopez, gets no respect from anybody, but he is a man at 140. No doubt about that. Defending that 140-pound ring magazine and linear world championship, WBC as well, I believe, um, undisputed against Jack Catterall. It's going to go down at ESPN Plus as February 26th. If you do not have the ESPN Plus and you're a boxing fan, <clears throat> you're shortchanging yourself. Why do I say that? Because Bob Aram, Master Bob, puts a lot of fights on Top Rank. Top, uh, on, uh, top Rank puts a lot of fights on ESPN Plus. They've got a contract, plus other promoters from around the world. In fact, I think last week ESPN Plus came up at the last minute with a, a fight card from the U.K. that I wasn't expecting. So there's a lot of boxing on ESPN Plus. That and The Zone. D-A-Z-N. It's an app. It's a computer app. Uh, that's really got it going on. In fact, I think the zone is going to cover uh, the the uh, Canelo Alvarez fight. Of course, Canelo's past fights have been either on pay-per-view or the zone, but <clears throat> the zone's trying to build big. They would like to put Canelo on the zone and have him fight exclusively on the zone for that app because, you know, he's the hottest fighter pound for pound in boxing. You know that about them. But the 27, the zone comes back with Lawrence Acoli versus Michael Klesek for the WBO Cruiserweight title. The fourth, um, Jose versus Jose. Jose Pedraza taking on Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, Larry Merchant's favorite junior welterweight until he got beat by Josh Taylor, the aforementioned Josh Taylor, via a 12-round decision. Of course, that's going to go down on ESPN Plus as well. And on March the 5th, <clears throat> on the zone again, the guy that I think is the most overrated fighter in history of boxing for the past 15 years, Chocolito Gonzalez. Was he from Nicaragua? Come on, man. Give me a break. Give me a break. Chocolito this, Chocolito that. The guy from Thailand that got uh, Wingleset Wysak. Of course, he's got Sorungasai, Borakal. He's got like a thousand different names. I even think he, at one point in time, this guy was named after a battery company that was sponsoring him. But, but uh, the Thai lit him up. And since then, I don't think Chocolito's ever been much. Anyway, Chocolito versus J.C. Martinez for the WBA 115-mile title on March the 5th. Now, we go from that, of course, to my man, Muhammad Ali. Of course, back in the days, I guess it was, I would say it was 1993 when they told me, you know, you're going to be Ali's guy. And I said, what do you mean I'm going to be Ali's guy? Well, we're going to go to China for Muhammad, with Muhammad Ali. You're going to do some PR for him. And, you know, we want you to keep his eye on the security, this and that. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I thought you guys were bringing over there to do TV. Right? Well, we are, but you can do these other things as well. And you get in, you get in good with Ali, man. Maybe you know, do things with Ali later. So I said, okay. So on the way over um, to China, Ali comes over and gets me in coach. I'm fighting in coach, sitting in coach with all the other boxing reporters and this. And he brings me up to a place in the cabin of the plane, a 747, where they had beds. So he sits me down in this bed, lays me down in this bed. This is where you're going to sleep. So anyway, so I lay down there and tried to go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali told me to come up there and lay down. I couldn't go to sleep. So I opened up the pilot door. And, of course, that's when the, the three Chinese pilots were all asleep. I had to cause an alarm there. But the bottom line is 
Ali took a kindness to me. And then in Beijing, we were all losing weight because of the fact that Chinese didn't know how to cook for us. I mean, they were cooking pork for Muslims. I kid you not. And the bacon they were cooking for us, it wasn't even called the way cooked. Uh, scrambled eggs were like runny. There was water running off the scrambled eggs. They didn't know what they were doing. They had no concept. In other words, they were looking at books on how to cook American food, but they didn't know how to cook American food. So anyway, we're all losing weight. Ali said he lost 17 pounds. I lost close to 8 to 10 pounds. So this has been about a, been about in Beijing about a week. So I'm starving, and I don't eat McDonald's. The only thing I eat from McDonald's is a coffee and two round eggs. I have the round eggs well done, you know, an egg where you crack it and put it. That's it. That's all I eat from McDonald's. But I'm starving, and I say to myself, i got to eat. And everybody's telling me about the McDonald's in Beijing, and that's where they're going. And people are coming back to the hotel, and Americans are coming back with bags of these greasy burgers. And I'm not a greasy burger guy, but I'm starving. I haven't eaten, okay? I mean, nothing. <clears throat> so anyway, I'm going to make this trip to, uh, to the McDonald's. And I run into Lani Ali, who was Muhammad Ali's wife. I run into her in the lobby. And I said, she goes, hi, Pedro. And I go, hello, Mrs. Ali. Call me Lani. Okay, Lani. Anyway, Mrs. Ali, uh, I'm going to McDonald's right now. She goes, oh, could you get Muhammad a burger? Get Muhammad a burger. I got him like the whole damn menu. I got him a filet of fish, a Big Mac, a quarter pounder of cheese, a quarter pounder without cheese. You name it, I spent some money over there. So anyway, the cab driver, he couldn't figure out what I was talking about because I was so excited in the cab. I'm telling the cab driver, you got to wait for me. You got to wait for me. He's telling me, oh, pay me my money. Pay me my money. Because in Chinese, because I'm jumping out of the cab, right, to go into McDonald's. Anyway, blood, just wait for me. Wait for me. Wait for me. Finally, he got the trip got the trip as to what was going on. He waited in the car. I gave him a big fat tip. So I went back with the burgers and gave them to Ali's wife, of course, Lani Ali. And, you know, the rest was sort of history. For the next trip to China, he calls Harold Smith and he says, I want Pedro to do the security and my PR work. I said, what? When Harold called me on the phone, I said, how much are you going to pay me, Harold? Oh, man, you want to get paid? I said, Harold, what? You, gonna, you think I'm going to go across the and not get paid? Come on, Harold. He goes, okay, I'll give you two grand. I said, you grand for how long? He goes, one week. I said, this is going to be 10 days. What about the other three days? He goes, okay, I'll give you four grand. So I got four grand to do this. So we go across the pond, and uh, we're like going all over China, man. I mean, I'm taking Muhammad Ali here, Muhammad Ali there. He was just the most wonderful guy to be around. Everybody he touched, it sort of let, he left a, a glow to them. I kid you not. I mean, people in, we stopped at this, our train. We had a private train. We stopped our train in the middle of, a, of China. Of course, that I almost had to put a gun to the uh, conductor's head to get him to stop the train. He wasn't going to stop the train. I told him, hey, you got to stop the train. He goes, no, I'm not stopping the train. He says, I said, you have to. He said, why? I said, because Muhammad Ali wants you to stop the train. He goes, what do you want me to stop the train for? There's nothing here. I said, stop at a village. He goes, no, I'm not going to stop at a village. So anyway, I had to basically threaten the guy. He stopped at a village, and when we stopped at the village, he hit the hoo-hoo-hoo on the train, and people started coming to the train because people don't, you know, trains don't stop there. So not only the train stopped there, but Muhammad Ali got off the train. People were fainting. And then word got out that Ali was there. I mean, people were whistling. They were coming down. I remember one old man, one old Chinese guy was walking back and forth. It looked like he was Fred Sanford, uh, Red Fox, going to have a heart attack on the Sanford, TV, Sanford and Son TV show, walking back and forth. He was wobbling. He couldn't believe it. But everybody Ali touched, he just sort of, he made them a better person, a special person. In fact, you know, when I wear Muhammad Ali gear, I'm, I tend not to want to slap people. Why? Because I'm wearing his gear. I mean, you know, I didn't, not that I want to slap anybody, but if you, if I had a, if I wanted to slap somebody, I would probably, uh, probably less likely slap them in an Ali shirt because it would, it would be reflective upon him. You know what I'm saying? That's why we wanted to do it. Anyway, bottom line is Muhammad Ali and I go back a long time, but here he is talking about words of inspiration. He would come to the gym, and if it's, say he didn't get a ride to the gym, he didn't have no car. He would run. He would run across the causeway. 
Muhammad Ali, one of my great heroes, had a great line in the 70s when he was asked, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting. When I feel pain, that's when I start counting because that's when it really counts. That's what makes you a champion. Jerry, I'm the greatest fighter that ever stepped foot in the ring. Money will be lost that night. This will be the biggest upset in the century of all boxing. I think you're a big bag of wind. Damnedest showman that ever lived, and you ain't kidding anybody. The odds are seven to one. It's very big odds for a heavyweight championship fight. It has to be listed. Listen is a much bigger puncher. While all these big mouth people talking about I talk too much, well, I want all of them to be there, and I'm going to shut up all of his mouth. My name no more. You want to keep calling me a white man's name? I'm not white. Continues to scream at Terrell. He beat the hell out of those who didn't want to use his name. Mr. Muhammad Ali has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. I'm just about broke. I'm not allowed to work here now in America. I'm going to fight, not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in concrete floors today in America. They want to be the famous damn people. It's a wonderful world. I'm going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. George can't hit what his eyes can't see. All of you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him, Dick. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. Bluffed him. I'd done everything. Beat him up basically for about five or six rounds. I thought it was easy. Then about the sixth round, he whispered in my ear after I'd hit him in the side, that all you got, George? When you were a kid, you always bet certain fellas, I'm going to be champion one day, and when I'm champion, I'm going to come back and show you I'm wrong. Another said, guys, I'm going to be a great doctor one day, and I'm going to be a dentist, I'm going to be a great scientist, I'm going to be a president of the country. And But very few people actually are able to make good of the boats and come home and say, I told you. He turned professional in 1960. Of course, a professional opponent was Tony Hunsaker. Tony Hunsaker was a fireman, I believe, in his native Louisville, Kentucky. And, of course, Tony and I talked on the phone about, I guess about 20 years ago, but Tony said that Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, was the classiest, the best man he'd ever been around. Everybody who gets, that gets touched by Muhammad Ali feels touched, no doubt about that. 56-5, and five, 37 KOs. Of course, he retired in 1981. That loss to Trevor Burbick in the Bahamas, that was a bit sad. Of course, having lost in 1980 to Larry Holmes, that made me cry, folks. We bought the cheap seats. Hector Martinez and I and my cousin John Lutz took a couple of chicks who went off to Vegas to see Muhammad Ali and Larry Holmes, right? And we didn't think that we didn't think that Muhammad Ali was going to win, but we didn't want to see him get destroyed, right? And Larry Holmes was beating on him so bad, Larry should have been arrested for domestic violence. I mean, the Las, the Las Vegas police should just went in the ring there and arrested Larry Holmes, who was beating up on his former sparring partner, uh, Muhammad Ali, so bad. But anyway, that was a very sad night for him going back to the the uh, the Aladdin Hotel and, and basically being in tears. I mean, I was just in tears, and that was a very sad night, no doubt about that. But Ali, born in 1942, never ever be a fighter like him again, never be an athlete like him, never be a person like him again. I mean, he gave up a lot for others, and people don't realize that. I mean, I watch him, and he... 
he he was the most charitable guy I've ever saw in my life. I remember we were in, in McAllen. He made me come up with 400 bucks one time to give some to some orphan kids. And, of course, he paid me back a little bit later. But get, he donated $1,200 to the orphan kids, and it fed them for an entire year at an orphanage. That's what kind of guy he was. Muhammad Ali, truly the greatest, no doubt about that. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide <clears throat> and WBC-TV. Tony Hunsecker, he was fun to be around. I got to see Tony in Louisville. I guess I was about... 1991, 1992, something like that. We had a special in Louisville, Kentucky, <clears throat> and Tony Hussaker was there with Muhammad Ali, of course, born Cassius Clay back in 1942. That was his slave name. That's what he said, Anthony. That was his slave name. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but if you don't know it by now, damn, you don't know. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. If you're running an online business and you don't feel you're getting enough new customers every day, then I want you to claim a free copy of my new book right away. Inside this book, you'll find everything you need to get more new customers consistently using my proven and powerful E5 method. Hi, my name is Todd Brown, and for the past two decades, I've been showing entrepreneurs, from complete beginners to millionaire business owners, how to rapidly fill any business with new customers using a method called the E5 Customer Acquisition Protocol. I've just packaged it into a brand new book, and I'm going to send you a copy today absolutely free. I promise this book will forever end any struggles you have getting new customers to buy from you daily. But hurry, only a limited number of free copies are available. Text the keyword E5Method1 to 63566. Text E5Method1 to 63566. One more time, text the keyword E5Method1 to 63566. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise 
business doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539, or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Since I have predicted that I'll be the champion the time I'm 21, well, naturally, everybody's coming to see you win. <laughs> And they represent your thinking. These represent dynamite. <laughs> there he is. He will be mine in round nine. And if he makes me sore, I'll cut it to four. Thank you very much. And Thank if that don't much. do, we'll get him in two. <laughs> if he run, we'll get him in one. <laughs> and in your heart, you know I'm right. If this bum go over five rounds, I won't return to the United States for 30 days. That's final. I walked into L- London, England. I jumped off the airplane. And Cleopatra was at ringside to witness. Can this Louisville lip come over here and call the exact round again? We don't believe it. The fifth round came. The great Muhammad Ali, of course, and being in England with these poems that he put together for the Henry Cooper fight and things like that. The Cleopatra ringside, before we went, our computer went dead there, before the Cleopatra ringside was Elizabeth Taylor, I believe. Now, as of Friday... Jamal Charlo, Jamal, the 160-pound champion, evidently in September 2021, he smacked one of his relatives. Either he smacked him or he pushed him with some family relative. Anyway, according to his attorney, uh, Kent Shaver is a big shakedown. Why does he say that? Because the bottom line is nobody uh, made a complaint back then. There was no investigation made this and that. But last week, the cops arrested Charlo, put him out on $10,000 bail. Bottom line is supposedly took place September the 21st, 2021 at his home. So he's getting Kyle arrested for stuff that took place at his home. Bottom line is I think that uh, although, listen, nobody's an angel, okay? Nobody's an angel. And as I told you before in boxing, the truth is, my side, your side, and then the truth. And somewhere, you know, it's in the middle of between the three. But the bottom line is Charlo, of course, has gotten trouble in the past. This is not a thing he wants to do. I mean, you want to get the big money fight with Canelo? Just get it and be done with it. We really not. There's nothing spectacular about Jamel Charlo or Jamal Charlo. Either one. There really isn't. So I would like to see them put up or shut up because I'm tired of it. I mean, he's 30, what, 30, as I said, 32, uh, 32 and zip. And who's he fought? 32 guys that he was supposed to beat. When you fight a guy that you're not supposed to beat or you fight a guy in which maybe it's a coin toss or maybe the other guy's got a maybe a minuscule of a chance, then I'll be interested. Until then, I'm not. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Don't forget, we're a production of Sports Byline. Anthony's behind the controls today. It wasn't his fault the computer went crazy, but the bottom line is this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Thank you so much. <laughs>